0: Just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Okay. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Feathers in My Hair. Before I get started, I want to say I'm recording this very, very far in advance. If anything crazy has happened, I will not be talking about it in this episode. You'll have to come find me on Instagram, feathers underscore pod, where I'm sure I'll be covering it. But with that said, I want to welcome... Kara Berry to the podcast. Hi, Kara.
1: Hi, Liz. Thank you so much for having me on during Black History Month. <laughs> 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 I am so happy to be here. I actually was just listening to your last episode, so I heard you give like a glowing review of my podcast, and I'm like feeling some type of way. I'm feeling a little bit emotional.
0: <laughs> Plug your was- podcast right now for people who don't know. It's <laughs> called Everyone's Business
1: But Mine with Kara Um I talk about whatever the fuck i feel like
0: talking about um <laughs> i anyway. want to say uh cousin julia texted me and was like i love new podcast and i'm so glad it's not just about the housewives <laughs>
1: <laughs> well thank you i appreciate that i like to talk about as much trash as possible so if you watch married at first sight love after lockup 90 day fiance any of those
0: i'm here for you also like true crime new shit like just anything yeah. that's worth talking about
1: yeah. I'm, I'm keeping up with Lori Vallow, the lady whose kids are missing. So yeah, I'm, I'm keeping up to date on that every week.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's, you know, I always tell people, so a lot of people ask me like, what should I do a podcast about? And I always tell people, you have to make sure that you pick a topic that you can talk about every week. And that's like specific enough to talk about every week. But I will say that you have mastered talking about whatever, And I think that's very hard and very impressive.
1: Well, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Because
0: I don't know what else I would do. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's really like people don't realize when I'm giving advice on podcasting, I'm like, people don't realize that one of the hardest things about starting a podcast is picking a topic that's like narrow enough that you can talk about it, but wide enough that there's something to talk about every week. And yeah, so listen to everything, everybody's business but mine, because Kara has mastered this, like getting to talk about whatever she wants.
1: <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it so much.
0: And I'm so happy to be here to
1: recap this episode. I was screaming. Like, yeah.
0: I know, like, people say, like, internet
1: lingo, but, like, I was literally screamed three times during this episode.
0: Me, like, laying completely still in bed, typing, haha, screaming. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> Actually, this is going to be the second week in a row we talk about an old Teen Mom OG episode, even though we're not actually using the right title if I call it Teen Mom OG, because this is not called Teen Mom OG at the time. It was just called Teen Mom, but I just think it's easier to call it OG because that's what we call it now.
1: Agreed. So refresh my memory, it switched to OG after Amber came back from jail, from jail. Yeah.
0: So basically what happened was it was always Teen Mom and then Teen Mom 2. And we just called it Teen Mom or Teen Mom 2. There was no, I don't, I feel like it was easy and natural and there wasn't really confusion because that's just what the shows were called. Then it went off the air when Amber went to jail, it was off the air, I think for two full years at least. And then when it came back is when they broke the fourth wall and they gave it the new name, OG for original girls, um, which is also like girls. Like they were like 27 when the show came back up. <laughs> <Like, laughs> but I think the, they were trying to do like this complete rebrand. And I think that they knew that it would be weird to just be like team moms. Ba- I mean, they could have done it, but I understand why they added the OG. And I think branding wise, it was a good idea. I agree.
1: I mean, if for nothing other than getting Deb's OG a few years later, it was (laughs)
0: worth it. Exactly. So we watched Teen Mom season four, episode, ooh, I already forgot what it was. Episode six? six? Yeah. Yeah. It's called Temper Tantrums. And okay, this episode was so good. I'm so glad that I picked it. I want to start, let's start with Kate. Okay. 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 I'm already like <laughs> so excited.
1: I would like, just like to say that like a lot of the thing that pulls me to the show is specifically caitlin and her fashion choices. So like she is peak fashion in this episode. I I wrote it down
0: from top to tail. Just
1: get into it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So she has full Kate Gosselin hair in this episode fully, fully Kate Gaslin hair. Um, she's got hoop earrings. Her clothes make her look 60 pounds heavier because I was like, oh, wow, Ugh, this is just my thought process. So I was like, oh, I guess this is when Kate got really heavy. But then in her next outfit, she's not wearing like such an oversized shirt. And I'm like, well, wait, so she's in not, not, a fucking poncho. She's so not she that like heavy. <laughs> yeah. She just wears shirts. She has big boobs and she wears shirts that like jut out so far and I was like oh wait she's not that heavy she's just wearing crazy clothes
1: it is insane she's like preening in the mirror asking um Tyler if she looks (laughs) good good which made me scream she's wearing a cream colored like it's literally like one of those macrame ponchos it's like uh, oh my god she had a a scarf
0: around her neck but like a really long scarf yeah (laughs) like her look was already very dated by the time this was on.
1: Oh yes. And then you get south of her waist and you see that she's just wearing like knee length, cuff length, like <laughs> <Yeah. gene> jean <laughs> shorts. She's wearing Bermuda shorts. <laughs> I had to look up. She was 20 years old. 20. Yeah.
0: yeah. What was she's... she thinking? Hold on. I want to see what year... Oh, okay, so this episode aired in in July 2012. Wow, they must have shot this really far in advance because they live in Michigan, and it's definitely summer when right. they're filming. So I would guess this was probably filmed in like summer 2011 or maybe fall 2011. Oh, that's and then Yeah, and then Kate's dressed like fully mom in 2008. <laughs> it's amazing. And the Coles Cash jumped out. uh we find out that kate and tyler are both working in a clothing store but the same clothing store i guess (laughs) and and i
1: also wear down what he was wearing he was wearing an orange polo shirt with a black shirt under it and Mm -hmm. a gold jesus chain like jesus (laughs) on the cross and jean shorts he's rocking a a cool jean shorts like this whole episode of course of course he's like the kid that was like super skinny but like kind mm-hmm. of looked like he was really into eminem
0: yes you know <laughs> <those kids. laughs> absolutely so the big story is that butch is out of jail and they decided that butch can come live with them which is crazy in the first place like the idea that butch would come and stay in their home is an, a not They're a trailer yeah It's not a great decision, but they're like, but we live in a trailer park, and I guess the trailer park has, like, homeowners association, like, rules, and they get to, yeah, they get to approve everyone who lives there, and Butch fails a background check, so he can't live in the trailer park, and the way he explains this to Tyler is, (laughs)
1: Liz,
0: (laughs) I could not believe his justification." I, unbelievable. So he says, I don't know who's telling them what, but they're getting info that I'm a big drinker. And he says, I'm far from a drinker. I mean, I have a few beers in here, here and there, but I'm no juice head. If anything, I like cocaine, cocaine and <laughs> marijuana. That's my drug of choice. And Tyler just sits there and is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bush says, so I don't know what you want from me. Uh, maybe to not do cocaine. First of all, I like that he's like, I'm not sure who they're talking to. They're not talking to anybody. They ran a fucking background check on you and saw your 40 years of criminal history, including the fact that you're currently on probation for beating the shit out of your wife and have no contact order with her.
1: Unbelievable. Like the rap sheet is as long as a CVS receipt and you want to ask questions as to how people found out.
0: He's like, who are they talking? Who would tell them that I drink? we (laughs) are on a TV show, Butch. Hello? (laughs) I like the, that he thinks are like the background check is them like calling people up to chat with them and not just right. like not not just having like a background check like company that they use that literally just tra- checks his credit history and his arrest history. Right. Like I guarantee that's all it is. Like I doubt there's an extensive background check that's done, which involves calling former former landlords and employers. Like they Absolutely. just ran a basic background check. They might have even done it for free. Like I at least like in Pennsylvania, everything is online. And if you know, like what county the person is in, like, it's very easy to find every arrest they've ever had. Like this stuff is public record. Like you didn't need to talk to anybody. When he said (laughs) that, I was like, what did they think was going to come back on the background (laughs) check? Right. Which is unbelievable. I mean,
1: he's like nobody's version of sober. And it's a wild thing to see. I just, I don't think it really sunk into me at the time watching it, how like fucked up
0: the situation was. I mean, Butch and April are still married at this point. So Tyler and Caitlin are siblings in this season.
1: They can't speak to each other because like you mentioned, Butch beat the hell out of her.
0: Yeah. He beat the shit out of April, which is why he went to prison. I mean, God only knows what his relationship with April looked like. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure there was a lot of, I can only imagine April like cranked out of her mind, like going after Butch too. But there, it's for good reason that the trailer park is like, you absolutely cannot live here. Uh, absolutely not.
1: I mean, trailer parks, don't we have a bad enough reputation? Like
0: I don't need to bring any more
1: riffraff into this situation.
0: Oh God. Tyler's like, so where are you going to go? I could not follow Butch's like explanation for the life of me. He goes, well, I have an, a Detroit address so I could go there or I could sleep on a park bench. Right? Like, I was like, what? Well, so you have a home,
1: but you could just do crack under the bridge. Is this when what- he
0: was saying the address? I was wondering if he has the option of living in like a halfway house. Right. Because like what is that he's like well I have a Detroit address like usually when you like the only time I hear like somebody mentioning an address in that type of context is like uh somebody being like well we need to have an address so she can get into the school district or like we have you know what I like or if you're in parole and you need to like I know? think that's what he was saying like my parole address is right. this Detroit address but like whose address is it <laughs> like, yeah, it's like he was know. talking it's about a P.O. April. box. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> really a Dunkin' Donuts that <laughs> has a free Wi-Fi. Yeah. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, he's like, or I can, you know, sleep on a park bench. And Tyler's like, mm, that sucks.
1: But like, what else is Tyler supposed to say? You know, I mean, like, there's literally nothing he can do. The poor thing. Like, he's so, he's struggling so much with being like, I guess I just gotta like, let you free and hope that you can behave yourself, even though I know you're not going
0: to. I'm really glad we got a Butch-centered episode because as you all heard last week, it was like a heavy Kate. So last week, it's hard because I'm like talking about something that everybody will have heard, but nobody has heard when I'm recording it. But we talked about um, a season three episode that was like a heavy Caitlin and Tyler relationship episode. And in this one, it's just kind of uh, Butch and Tyler. Kate's like barely even there, which is nice. I'm glad for this because it gives me and you something a little different to talk about. And- on one hand, I was like really proud of Kate and Tyler in this episode because I thought they did a really good job with Butch and like Tyler not getting not involved and being like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not going to put myself out to help you. But at the same time, it's like, why is Butch at your house at all?
1: Right. I agree. And I, I thought it was really mature of Caitlin to be like, he can't like, it's great that he was here. He was fixing things around the house and whatnot. But like, we need to have our own home. He can't be reliant on us. And like, he can't be reliant on you, Tyler specifically. Like it's not healthy for you.
0: Yeah. And this is like, on one hand, it's like, wow, Tyler's being mature here. But then on the other, it's like, this was eight years ago. And Tyler is like, kind of still dealing with the same butt shit.
1: Yeah. It was so hard to watch them. Like when they went to that diner and Mm -hmm. which was cutting a steak with his bare hands, um, (laughs) (laughs) He was, like, they were, like, kind of making a joke about, like, oh, like, you would have known if I was in trouble by now because you would have gotten a
0: call from the county jail.
1: He's, like, "Uh, like, yeah, you're right. Like, oh, that's such a dark thing to, like, try to joke about with your son.
0: Yeah. It just, it's really sad. Like, Tyler, you know, we don't talk enough about how, like, I don't know. It's just so obvious, like, the parallels between Tyler and his dad and how Tyler feels with Caitlin and especially the episode we watched last week, which was like literally the moment Tyler's like, I want to hang out with my friends. Caitlin had like a nervous breakdown, which they had to go see a therapist over. And it's so obvious that Tyler's like inability to leave Caitlin and like take care of Caitlin all comes from like the same shit he does with his dad. And it's just so toxic, like watching Butch and like the way they talk to each other, it's like, they're so disconnected. I don't know. Like if you just dropped in on this episode, you would never guess they were father and son. Never. You would be like, why is this random man at Tyler's house? <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: like, did he pick up a homeless man? Like, what is
0: he doing? And even Tyler even goes, well, you know, the rules for staying here. And I was like, Oh, he's Ugh. making his dad rules, which is like, we see that continuously happen. Remember when he was letting him, uh, Butch and Amber live in their other this house they weren't using. And there was like a hole in the ceiling. <laughs>
1: oh my God. It looked like a damn trap house when yeah. I mean, they got it was unbelievable. The power like, was
0: shut off. There were holes in the ceilings. Butch was walking around with that candle up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's literally like a set house from Gummo. It was terrible.
0: <laughs> so like this is like, I don't know. It's just You're like, wow. Tyler actually seems like pretty mature and like he has his stuff together when you watch this. But then you're like, oh, we're gonna watch Tyler do this like 15 more times, right? Like,
1: yeah. Okay. So I thought that there was like a period of time which like Tyler would have left Caitlyn, but I Mm -hmm. think it's not gonna happen now. Do
0: you? No, I said I said this with Troy, but uh, I think if they divorce, Caitlyn will leave him. Oh, I think that the separation. Uh, kind of showed Kate that she maybe didn't need like I think that Kate is, has been like crippled with fear for the 15 years or whatever that they've been together that Ty will Tyler will leave her mm-hmm. and I think that like this hint of separation maybe showed her like that if he did it wouldn't be the end of the world but I kind of feel like if Tyler was gonna leave Kate he would have left Kate by now um true you know like they've just been together so long they keep having more kids, whatever. I just feel like if it was going to happen, it would have happened. And that if like the relationship is going to end, it's going to be because Kate will finally be like, okay, we can, we can call it quits now.
1: Well, Tyler better hope that Caitlin doesn't start listening to Lizzo or something and getting her, her confidence up. <laughs> Tyler like-
0: just like comes out, just like sitting in the minivan, like, <laughs> <laughs> like rocking, like, yes, yes. <laughs> Oh, listen, Ty, I've got the juice, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Kate is in this episode, she's like, it's so funny, because you can tell, and she does this a lot with Butch, I've like, when they talk about Butch, that I will say, like, Kate is a good, she's a trooper when it comes to the Butch stuff, and you can tell that she, like, she tries to let... Tyler like do his thing and just be supportive and not like rub it in his face when it blows up because this time she's like well you know I guess it's good that he won't be here instead of being like thank fucking god your dad left I I don't know how they
1: continue to like have that be such a central part of like their whole lives and their relationship it's gotta be I mean they don't know how to have a normal relationship at all and they're never going to
0: No, they never will, which is why they should leave each other and both just like, like they both deserve to be with a partner that they're with because they like love each other and they want to be together and they're attracted to each other and they have mutual hobbies and mutual interests and not together because like they gave a baby up together when they were kids and then they found fame being together and they have fucked up families that have forced them like into not the families but like family situations that have like forced them to relate to each other so much like they both deserve more they, they really do uh, but I mean it's also like do you do
1: we want to subject other people to them I don't know maybe they just safer together
0: <laughs> imagine a single Tyler that's a nightmare No, thank you imagine his Instagram if he's single Oh, imagine oh the poetry he'll write during a divorce.
1: Joe Gorga better watches that.
0: Can you imagine? Can you imagine? No, it would be a true, true nightmare. Uh, we did get an April sighting in this episode. Because Love Kate's that. like, now that Butch isn't here, April can come over.
1: <laughs> the way that they just casually speak about, like, no. Like, oh, have you spoken to your husband? No, I can't. It's illegal. April even says.
0: Have you seen your stepdaddy? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we pretend that Butch is not Caitlin's stepdaddy, April. <laughs> right. Uh,
1: never, never in my life. Okay, I yeah, I lived. I missed her bang, her side bang, <laughs> like cowlick bang. Oh, uh, April, <sighs> I love April, and we got to see Kim too. Yeah, we got the A- whole family.
0: April, it's like. I can't believe, what worries me the most is like how much April seems involved with like taking care of Nova and Veda and like how much alone time she has with those kids. I'm like, Kate, what are you doing?
1: Um, yeah, no, the alone time, yeah, it's crazy to me like how they go through all of that and they still trust their parents with their children.
0: Yeah, it's like, even if April's doing better, like how much better can she really be doing? Yeah, ugh. I was glad to see Kim.
1: How old is April? Nicholas. Oh, Nicholas is probably
0: 15 now. I feel like Nicholas was six for like eight years. (laughs) Because I think he's like six or five and Kate's 16 and pregnant. So he has to be like 15 or 16 now. That's wild. Right? Shout out to Nicholas. We'll be right back after a quick break. Oh God, only knows what's going on with Nick. I wonder who Nicholas lives with. Hopefully by himself. (laughs) Kate and Tyler just have him in his own apartment. (laughs) It's like Natalia Grace. living on his own. (laughs) Because I don't know if he lives with April and I don't think his dad is in the picture because his dad is not Butch, remember? Right, right. He has a dad But I don't think that dad is in the picture. And if you'll remember, he actually lived with Caitlin and Tyler for a couple of seasons. That's right. He did. God, their lives. I know. And that's why they're like never going to break up because like, I think that they truly have no clue that their life can be different.
1: Like my biggest stress today was the, the line at Trader Joe's was too long.
0: He went to Trader Joe's on a Sunday. That's a you problem. I know, but I had to.
1: Anyway, yeah,
0: this was so great. We got to see Kim and Kim was like, well, Kim just says it. Like everybody else is like tiptoeing around like, well, it's not good. At, you know, like we, Butch does it. Kim's like, well, I'm glad he's not living there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and he's like, I'm, and I'm glad because he stresses you the fuck out. And, like, you're yeah. just doing the same thing that I used to do when we were together. And I'm, like, worried when he leaves the house, like, where he is and if he's going to come
0: back. And, like, yeah, like, it shouldn't
1: be on you.
0: Tyler's like, well, yeah, there was um three days that he just didn't come home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sir. Oh, poor Tyler. It's so sad. I was so glad that, like that Kim was there to be like, you know, I think that Kim is kind of a busybody and I, I don't appreciate how much shit she talks on Kate on camera, but I do always love like her voice of reasoning. And while I don't love that she talks shit on people on camera sometimes, I do like when she talks shit on like Butch and it's just open and honest about like, why are we pretending like Butch living with you is a good thing?
1: Right. Like she had, somebody has to burst the bubble here.
0: Yeah. Like she looks very a- different. She did. Like her outfit was not how she would dress today. No, I I
1: like seeing her in her, you know, postal service blues (laughs) and then just like, you know, she's feeling casual on
0: another day. Yeah. Yeah. This was a
1: different outfit for her.
0: Uh, So yeah, it was just like watching Butch in all his glory. And he was like, well, when I get off parole, nobody's allowed to tell me who I can talk to. (laughs) It's like, good luck ever getting off parole. (laughs) Tyler even goes, well, yeah, if you don't get in trouble.
1: (laughs) He had a hat on and his hair was in a single braid. Oh, yeah, that was. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about the rat tail. It was such an integral part of Butch early seasons. I mean, the fact
0: that teen mom or 16 and pregnant, I guess, producers like, found Caitlin and Tyler, and we're like, oh, this seems cool. Like, they're giving their baby up for adoption. They look so young, because they, they're, they like, 15 in their 16 pregnant episode. Like, they're so young. They've been yeah. together for a long time. They love each other. And then April and then Butch were part of the picture. They probably were like, holy shit. Right. We hit the- I do remember on their- They had some sort of retro, maybe it was on the, remember right before OG came back and they did those episodes where they all watched their old um, they watched like clips of their old episodes. Maybe it was on that, but they were talking about how the first time they ever went, the Teen Mom crew went over there to film, like, uh, Butch was like high as shit on crack. Just like (laughs) screaming. And the producers and like the crew were like, um...
1: (laughs) Uh, i mean god bless them
0: god bless butch baltierra like it's really that the gods like you know allowed us to find butch is really a blessing
1: it really is and i'm gonna say it like i was a little bit attracted to butch this episode
0: (laughs) troy and i were talking about how we have realized watching this that we're um starting to become attracted to like the fathers (laughs) and it's because we're 10 years older than we were when we watched this right (laughs) I mean his forearms look really nice I'm just gonna say that. (laughs) Butch is not an ugly man and that's part of why he's he's so interesting.
1: He's really not he's very telegenic you want to look at his face.
0: Well Butch is like really I mean he's just so good for reality tv because he like I said he's not ugly like he's not I don't think he's like that attractive but you don't look at him and you're like disgusted like he doesn't have all these missing erotic teeth and like a busted up face like if he was much uglier we wouldn't find him charming and that's just a life fact (laughs)
1: like (laughs) (laughs) it's true it's true yeah I mean he just completely he doesn't give a fuck like he will just say whatever yeah and shame about things but like he's also open about his
0: shame Mm -hmm. and he's I mean he is charming and he's funny and he's quick and like he's good on camera and just like all of this like like, wrapped in this package of Butch just, like, makes her a perfect reality TV person.
1: I agree. And I saw shades of Butch in Ryan this episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just like Butch calling himself, he's saying, I'm no juice head. Like, anybody's <laughs> ever called an alcoholic a juice head?
1: <laughs> okay, I was wondering, because I was like, I've never heard that before.
0: Never. <laughs> So yeah, oh. that's it for Kate and Tyler. It was, Butch was just like in full form. I loved it. And we can talk about Macy now. Oh, um, yes. I'm so happy that Kyle was back. <laughs> I kind of forgot how long Kyle and Macy were together.
1: Kyle in that red Mercedes with the red rims.
0: Oh my God. When yes. they walked out of that pre- the preschool <laughs> and I noticed that, I was like, please God, let that be oh. Kyle King's car. Calm the
1: fuck down, guy. You don't have a
0: job. Oh, sir. Okay, I wanted to talk about that because at so la- we the episode we watched from season three, um, he wasn't working, but he was like getting knee surgery. So it's like, oh, he just must be off work like for knee surgery. Right. And then when Brit or when Macy was like, Kyle doesn't have a job, so he's watching Bentley. I'm like, oh, they were making money, money in season four.
1: Oh, cause you start seeing all the young and reckless shirts that they're wearing yeah. that are like clearly given to the gifted to them by yeah. that guy from Rob Beardig's, yeah, or whoever the fuck that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
0: I noticed the same thing. I was like, oh, young and reckless. I forgot when she wore that like head to toe before TTM.
1: Uh, the Spawn Con, I bo- I love it.
0: Like I so season three is when they first started getting money, and by season four they're like getting money, money. Um right. Because I think season four is, they might do one more season before the show goes off air, but I don't think so. I think this might be the last, but they were making like serious money when Amber went to court. Uh, It came out that she was making $250,000 a year between the show and yeah, this is the last season. so this aired in 2012 in the summer, and then it doesn't come back until March, 2015. Mm, Okay. So they did the bean specials. Remember? Yes. And Macy at this time was doing, like, speaking tours. She was part of the Iconic Candies Foundation. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: Remember that? Ooh, I just, I lost my breath a little bit.
0: <laughs> Bristol and Macy, the Bristol, Candies Foundation. oh, my God. Isn't it wild that Bristol was on a fucking season of team, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> what a blessing. I mean, Sarah
1: Palin was a nightmare like a nightmare
0: on that show. It's just so crazy that they were just on that one season and they just never got mentioned again. Who who was her baby daddy? He was Levi. Great. Or not Levi, Dakota Meyer. He was Dakota, yes. well Levi too, but Dakota was he was a star. Give Dakota a show. He was a
1: true star. I'm surprised he's not like on the challenge or something.
0: Yeah, he would be good on that. I think um okay I think that there are extenuating circumstances in which they don't want to put him on shows like the challenge right i think that he's a little bit too much of a wild card if you will yes right um that they can't responsibly put him on a like high adrenaline competition show okay points points were made yes (laughs) (laughs) but you're right he would be great on that i would like to see just a spinoff with him like just my like absolute favorite thing was when bristol would say something and dakota would be like look at her like she was a fucking idiot and because she was like playing along with what you were supposed to say on reality tv right and he'd be like why are you saying that
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bristol was such a fucking liar camille like oh my god
0: but to be fair i think she was like being a liar camille like the producers told her to
1: (laughs) (laughs) true you know, was like playing the game, but like, she's so she's not a great actress, no.
0: But she was doing that thing where like they had already decided they were going to get a divorce, but then MTV was like, Hey, you want to come on our show for a million dollars, but could you like pretend you haven't gotten a divorce yet? And we're so it's like, Okay, and then Dakota's like, Why are you pretending like we're not getting a divorce? Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm out of here, like, for real, for real, please give me my money.
0: Yeah, so Macy's obviously making money, money, because Kyle, they're living in a nice house. Did you notice when Bentley came to pick up, or Ryan came to pick up Bentley, how cute that little neighborhood they lived in looked? It was super cute. It was very, I mean, that
1: that sort of architecture was like real, like, southern new. Yeah,
0: cookie cutter. Like, they lived in, like, a cookie cutter, like, subdivision. For sure. I have a question. Did she graduate college or no? She, I think, eventually got her associates, yes. Okay, okay. I mean, it took her a long time to get her associates, but yes, I do believe that she got it. Okay,
1: cool, good. Bentley is so effing cute. He's cutie patootie. His little voice. <laughs> it's so, I mean, I should not deal with it.
0: it. Like, in the season three episode we watched when he's like a year younger, it's even cuter because it's oh. like full toddler. But he's so cute in this episode. But yeah, you can tell Macy is, like, doing well for herself by the time we're in season four. Like, they have nice cars. They're living in that nice house. She has a living boyfriend that isn't working. Like, things are going well for Dear Macy Book out. They really are. And and I think her hair looked great. This was, yes, I will say. But you know what's shocking? I said this last week. How the fuck does Macy still have the exact same style that she had in 2011? <laughs>
1: Time really stopped for her. Like she still has
0: that outfit, I guarantee you. Oh, guarantee. I mean, she loves a ripped jean. Loves a pair of Converse. I can't. Uh, she sells those fucking gauges in her ears. Macy.
1: you you often talk about uh a, a doing like a, a makeover for her, but like mm-hmm. I just can't imagine. I don't. I don't know what would be a good move for her.
0: I mean, I'm kind of surprised that she hasn't gone full, um, like, Lululemon mom. Yeah, you would think. Because that's, like, I bet that's how all her friends dress. Oh, 100%. And so it's kind of surprising that she hasn't done that, but Macy still loves a jean over an athleisure pant, and I guess I respect that. I don't understand it, but I guess I respect it. You gotta fuck with the vibe sometime. I get it. (laughs) So... (laughs) The premise of this episode is that Macy wants Bentley to go to preschool. She wants him to go a couple days a week. He's, like, super attached to her. He needs to be with her at all times. I think that she's totally right that he should be going to preschool because he is, like, incredibly spoiled and lives a – Like, I understand he's only, like, two and a half or three or whatever. But, like, this kid is living, like, a very bizarro life on camera and has, like, a hundred people just spoiling him, like, all of the time. And I think that Um, preschool was the right choice for him. I agree.
1: I mean, to be like, yeah, if you're like, your options for your life are like a camera crew full of people or like Mimi Jen, like- I mean, you're completely getting spoiled. And I remember being so livid at the storylines. Like, why is Ryan so resistant towards him going to school? And then they try to, like, make this up. Like, oh, he's going to take away from your day. Like, is she going to make up a day for you?
0: You know, because you'll be missing it. Like, Ryan doesn't give a fuck. Why are we doing also, this? Also, like, they're not really missing a day. Like, I doubt he's going for eight hours. You right. like, it's Most school. most little two-and-a-half-year-olds that go to preschool three times a week, it's for three hours a day. Right. <laughs> like, right. They're not going, it's not day, like daycare, yeah, it's all day because you put them there when you're going to work, but a two and a half year old of preschool is probably going from like 10 to 12. And it's not like Ryan's going to be awake until 30 no. anyway, so he cares. No, and like for Jen to, ugh, Jen and Dallas, I forgot, okay, Dal, I forgot oh, Dallas oh, ever oh, oh. had blonde hair. That blonde hair looked so bad on her. <laughs> and Dallas is very pretty. She's very cute. She's a cute girl. Well, she ended up, she ended up like last time I looked in on her, she got like huge lip injections, but was telling her braces made her teeth, um, or her braces made her lips fuller. Okay. She did a lot to her face. She went a little more Instagram, you know?
1: Oh, that's a shame. She was so cute.
0: Yeah. But Dallas was, okay, here's another thing. By the time Dallas came along, that's when Ryan started to do drugs. So let's keep that in mind. Yes. When Ryan nodded out on camera and like this, all this shit came out, Dallas had posted somewhere, I can't remember exactly where, that Ryan, when he first went to like um, like a treatment, like to IOP, was when Ryan and Dallas were together. So oh. he's probably already abusing drugs by season four.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, n- I never thought at any point was he sober. Like he's probably just
0: partying like any other boy. Well, yeah, but like, like smoking like, weed and. But I think this is like he's doing pills at this pills point. And stuff. Okay.
1: Yeah, I. Oh, dark. Um. <laughs> can we? Can I just say that at one point there? Okay. This. Uh, here's another question for you. Before I have mm-hmm. a lot of things going on. Does Macy? Did you get the vibe that Macy still would fuck Ryan if she had the? You know, if the situation was right, because
0: in twenty twenty totally- or at this during no, this episode
1: at, during this episode,
0: uh, yeah, because they fucking be Macy, which isn't that oh, much okay, after great. this. Um, if you reach well, they don't like say it, but Ryan tries to fuck her, and you like get the ide- the belief that he that they have hooked up. Yeah, I think that um, Macy and Ryan until maybe like it got really bad with Ryan, there was always like that. Basically, until Ryan, like, threatened to shoot her husband in the head, (laughs) I think think that Macy always, like, had a real, like, attraction to Ryan, if not, like, I don't think Macy was, like, still in love with Ryan after they broke up, but I think, like, they probably had, like, a lot of chemistry and tension, and I would bet throughout the years, they, like, hooked up, like, not regularly, but, like, maybe once a year
1: I, I fully believe that because when he came to pick up Bentley and he was like being a wise ass, mm-hmm. she was like, she had stars in her eyes. She was laughing at him, even though he was being like a complete
0: dickhead. Yeah, because I think Macy at a base level is very, or was, I don't think, she, I don't think this to be true anymore, but I think Macy was very attracted to him and like thought he was funny and like genuinely liked him as a person. And she couldn't turn that off just because she thought he was like an immature, irresponsible jackass. Right. So she was still attracted to him and probably still had sex with him, like, every once in a while, but just had no desire to be with him because he's, like, a terrible father and partner.
1: I kind of feel like Ryan would be good in bed. Do you agree or disagree?
0: Yeah. I bet, like, teenage Ryan was. Yeah, yeah. Not now. Like, I bet, like, (laughs) teenage Macy and Ryan had good sex with each other. A hundred percent. Okay. So, like, every once in a while, like, when she was in between boyfriends, you know, definitely definitely and you can really tell this is um so the bean specials happened because they wanted to give macy a spinoff when the show right. was off the air but yep. like macy's not interesting enough for a spinoff um and you can tell that this is like kind of peak like everybody loves macy time totally because she's like cute and nice and she's funny like she's funny in this episode
1: she is, and and Ryan was funny, and, like, their chemistry was really good, and, like, yeah, I just – I thought she <laughs> – I loved her glasses that made her eyes look so big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love those glasses that, like, magnify your eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah, she, she, the whole thing was just great. I Yeah, this, I think, was the most I liked Macy.
0: Yeah, and Kyle was funny. At one point, they're talking about the preschool, and Kyle <laughs> says – they got them kids speaking Spanish. They're smarter than we are.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. And then when Macy brings up the Spanish to Ryan, he's like, you don't need to know Spanish. He ain't going to live in Mexico. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I loved when, so after Macy tells Ryan and Ryan's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. He is talking to Dallas in the car and he's like, you don't need no preschool. He said, they they can't teach you nothing, nothing I I can't. (laughs) Dallas is like, you're a fucking idiot.
1: He's like, well, maybe English.
0: (laughs) Dallas is like, you're a hot idiot, and I get to be on Team Mom for fucking you.
1: Basically, I get to ride around in a fast car with some idiot who dips. He's like still hot. Good for her.
0: Jen is like, now I don't understand. You know, preschool's for four-year-olds. Oh, Ryan also insists that he never went to preschool, and Macy goes, yeah, I know. (laughs) We can tell, Ryan. You didn't even have to say it. it Macy's like, that's the fucking point, you idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not getting to part two of this. Jen's like, you know, preschool isn't until you're four. And it's like, Jen, did you really not send Ryan to preschool? Oh, of course not. Her oh, baby? God. Her baby boy? Are you crazy? <sighs> So I so Macy decides like because Ryan won't agree. Basically, what she wants is she wants him to go three days a week, but one of those days will be on Ryan's days because Ryan was still getting him like a a pretty significant amount of time at this point, and I guess actually using his time or at least showing up to pick him up and bringing him over to Jen and Larry's. Right. Um. And he won't agree to it, so I guess they just agreed to figure they'll send him twice a week on her days. Poor little Bentley is not pleased about it.
1: Ugh, he kept, like, trying to fight going, so he doesn't want to go. Ugh, the poor little... Sweet boy.
0: Yeah, I also hated when um, Ryan was like, Bentley, you don't want to go to preschool, right? It's like, don't say that. I hate when parents do that. Like, I know. They're going to just answer whatever
1: you want. That doesn't count.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Jen... Did you that scene of them all laughing about how there's no way they're gonna let him go to preschool on Ryan's day? And Jen and Dallas and Ryan are just like chuckling like they're like Macy's a fucking idiot, basically, is the laugh. I'm like, what are you idiots laughing at? (laughs) Like,
1: Like I cannot believe there was ever a time where like I'm so glad that Mimi Jen is now like standing up for Macy. Yeah. I can't believe there was a time where that where she was on Ryan's side ever.
0: Yeah, I think that they I don't know. I think that Mimi Jen was just like delusional at that point. Oh, absolutely. And I think that now she just can't be.
1: <laughs> she, Mimi is so weary. You see the bags under her eyes. She's over it.
0: Uh, she, yeah. Uh, poor
1: Mimi. I she doesn't like those new grandkids as much as she does Bentley.
0: I don't know. Cause she's obsessed with kids.
1: I just feel like Bentley is her other son.
0: Yeah, I agree. You're you're probably right. And because, like, she probably just doesn't spend as much time with them as she ever did with Bentley. Yeah. And also, like, yeah, because when Bentley, like, Ryan's still with Mackenzie, so it's not like Jen has the kids every other weekend, just her parenting. Right. Because, like, I'm sure she spends a lot of time, and she seems to really love Hudson, and she's really good with him, And I'm sure they spend a lot of time with Jen and Larry, but like, there's just no way that you, like she was parent, she was co-parenting, she co-parents Bentley.
1: Right. Like she knows now what it's like to be a grandmother.
0: Yeah. She got, you're right. She has like an actual grandmother and she's also like 11 years older, you know, like actual grandmother age. Uh, True. (laughs) And so yeah, she grandparents those kids and she co-parents Bentley. Like Macy has said it, like she co-parents with Jen not Ryan
1: oh yeah no doubt about that
0: and when she sees other kids maybe they sleep over every once in a while but like Mackenzie's there like they visit with grandma you know like not like go for your visitation
1: (laughs) what do you think Larry's involvement in Bentley
0: is with uh probably about his involvement with Ryan was which is like let Dan do it (laughs) yeah like let Jen do the heavy lifting and he plays with them and they play in the yard and he goes well <laughs> and he goes to the sports games and like screams and makes a scene and it's like a major <laughs> dick remember Everybody they talked about that? that yeah about how they had to
1: leave the yeah of Bentley's games
0: yeah like. and how how Larry is like awful at the games so You know, it's probably, like, a lot of, like, practicing baseball and, like, stuff like that, but not actual, like, manners and etiquette and that type of stuff.
1: Every now and again, he, like, tells him some sort of philosophy and cries. Yeah. And then they don't really talk for another nine months.
0: You're right. Poor, like... It is sad though when Larry talks about how like, you know, Ron gets arrested and Benley's over the house and he like I think Larry was saying that he and Benley were out in the garage and Benley just like straight up asked, like, where's my dad? Ugh. And Larry had to be like, Well, he's in jail. Whew. Bummer. So I think he's in I think he's involved. It's just like very much a traditional, like, heteronormative, like mom does mom duties, dad does dad duties. For sure. For sure.
1: Uh, God, bless. i think larry's hot too i'm just gonna say
0: um in the episode we watched last week like larry was hot
1: <laughs> <laughs> i have never seen a picture of a, a young larry and like
0: frankly i don't need to
1: i like i like currently
0: their baby Jagger, that's his name, right? Jagger looks just like Larry, but like old man Larry, it's so Aww. funny. I also think Mackenzie's son Hudson looks quite a lot like
1: Larry. <laughs> he is so cute. He's like a little peanut. What dad. if
0: Larry and Mackenzie have just been together for years behind the scenes? Wouldn't surprise me, <laughs> truly.
1: <laughs>
0: that's my fan fiction. <laughs> So Lil Bentley is just so cute in preschool and Ryan is just such a dick. It's like, just let him go to preschool for two hours during your day. But you well, know, like Jen cares. That's what it is. Well, exactly. This is
1: like, and if
0: he, Jen didn't say
1: anything, neither, neither would Ryan.
0: Yeah. He would rather say no to Macy than say no to Jen. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the bottom line. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Amber, who, Okay. I have okay. not re-watched this season, I think, since it's been on air. Like, I I knew in my head that she went to rehab on the show. I don't think I realized that they basically filmed an entire season of her at rehab, like, extensively filmed. Okay, but... She's high as fuck at rehab, by the way, okay, and she has concerns. <laughs> No, no, it's, she she's confirmed that she was using the whole time she was at rehab.
1: I mean, and it and it fucking showed because yeah, I was like about to say this clearly could not be a, have been a drug rehab. This should have been like for anger issues because I like so was, okay. Conscious at some points. Here's the thing:
0: I will speak as somebody that's been in rehab. If you want to get high at rehab, you can get high at rehab.
1: Usually, okay. you'll get
0: caught eventually. Um, and but like. Well, some rehabs will, like, drug test you throughout. Some rehabs, like, you kind of just get drug tested when you're there, and then that's it. Um, It's not prison. So, like, they search you when you go in. But, like, if you want to bring drugs in, like, you can bring drugs in. Um, If you're going, probably not Amber, because she was, like, some, like, in Malibu. You know what I mean? Like, it's some, Mm -hmm. like, probably $100,000 for 30 days type of place that allowed (laughs) MTV to film. Um, But if, like, so people that I was in rehab with would, like, get drugs dropped off for them, (laughs) like... Because most people that go to rehab aren't really there for themselves. They're there because their family's making them or court is making them. Yeah, right. And that, I mean, that's why Amber's there because court's making her.
1: But it's like, okay, but, like, I can see that she's high, so why aren't they doing anything about it?
0: So, yeah, that's the other thing. I think the idea is that, I mean, if, if they catch you getting high, like you absolutely get kicked out or like you get like put on like a strict, like you're watched all of the time situation. Like when I was in treatment, there was definitely people who were kicked out for using. And Mm -hmm. I think the answer to that is a couple things. I think part of it, they could have had her on like new psych meds and okay. they like can be like, well, you know, maybe she's reacting to her psych meds. I think the other part of it is that this is obviously a treatment center that MTV paid cash for Amber to go to and right. let them film. They probably paid a premium so that they could film. She had her fucking cell phone in her single room, I've noticed, which is like crazy. And I think that this was just not a reputable treatment center at all. Um, if you're nodding out like at a reputable treatment center, they're definitely going to flag that. And like, it could be because you're just because you're psych meds and they'll adjust that, you know, like they'll figure that out. But like, if you're nodding, like they're going to flag you and drug test you and figure out what's going on. But I think the reality is MTV probably paid a lot of money for them to be there.
1: Right. Cause you would think like, even if they like you know, even if the therapists there or whatever don't really care about the patients, you would think from like a legal standpoint that they would just not want to have people be high and potentially yeah. you know you would think on the premises
0: you, would, you think. would think, but I think that this is like just such a such a far removed from reality situation, right that it like you and I are being like, what the fuck from like a rational point of view. You know, like we're looking at this like rationally being like, how could this possibly be happening? And I think this is an irrational situation. Fair.
1: Because I,
0: you're not because what I was watching. Yeah, no, it's insane. And like, I've read that she's talked about how high she was the whole time and how she snuck drugs in, but I was like, not prepared for what I saw.
1: I mean, it was literally like
0: Leah that put the dye on the baby's head, like worse, even worse. When she's talking to Gary, she, like, literally can't hold her head up.
1: <sighs> it is
0: crazy. So, Gary and Leah just left. Yes.
1: Because they had uh, a visit.
0: Did you notice that Gary went to have lunch with his mom and Leah, and did you notice Carol was wearing, like, a Winnie the Pooh shirt? <laughs> Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> it said, I couldn't see what the bottom says, but it said, sweet ass, and then I had a picture of Pooh. <laughs> Honey, I'm sure, but yeah, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right, sweetest honey.
1: <laughs> like I, I just, oh god, I love a character tea from the '90s because you know she kept it that whole time.
0: Oh yeah, you know she has some Tweety Bird merch. Oh my god! Remember when so, everybody there, fucked with Tweety Bird? I had a one
1: Tweety and one Sylvester like pillow, like a bed pillow, like a decorative <laughs> <Yeah>. pillow. <laughs> Oh my
0: God! I you remember, couldn't like, tell me anything. A lot of people wearing like Tweety Bird pajama pants to school. Oh my God!
1: Did were like the kids that were into Marvin the Martian, like the weird kids at your school? Because um, they
0: were. I don't think there were that many kids. kids in- are the bad kids. Yeah, I think Marvin the Martian was already like it. Just like wasn't as like prevalent. Okay. Like in my school, but and Tweety Bird was just like the re- you know what I mean, like the leftover of the nineties. Right. Right. I am a few years older than you, so. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> Tweety Bird was definitely, like, like people were still rocking that Tweety Bird shit. That was, like, their older sisters, probably. Oh, yeah. I remember, I was... like, at Six Flags, like, everything was Tweety Bird. Everything. Everything. Uh, people time- love that shit.
1: I, like, I went home literally, like last year and my mom still has those pillows and I tried to throw them away because we were going to the dump and she was like no we have to
0: keep them next time I go home I'm gonna take a picture of that please do so uh Gary's like well I think she's doing really good and Carol's like well I think you should not get back together And 30 days is not enough to be better <laughs> Gary said that Amber seemed colorful and in- oh yeah I was like
1: what? I
0: mean <laughs> even carol was like huh <laughs>
1: <laughs> i loved looking back at this because i remember thinking carol was so like
0: okay mature, yes otherly yeah looking at her yep. now like how fucking wild she is yep yep <laughs> yep so troy and i said the same thing because last week she was even more like or just like justice put together she was she had custody of leah for like a significant amount of time like Because the state, at one point, the state stepped in and, like, removed Leah from both of them, and Carol was Leah's guardian. Like, she fully took care of Leah, and now, like, she won't even see Emily. Like, I don't know if she's ever met Emily.
1: She is so wild. She is like, yeah, Gary, I'm a hoe. Like, I don't know who (laughs) your father was. Like, I'm sorry. Please leave me alone
0: about it. really, I really think like she went through menopause or like something happened and she she just like is not interested in being a grandparent or a parent.
1: Or a productive member of society. She is wild. It's so weird.
0: It's so weird. I wonder if... Things had already kind of been, maybe her, like, okay, here's a totally, like, speculative situation. Maybe she doesn't really like Christina for whatever reason, so had, she had already kind of, like, backed up off of, like, seeing Gary, and then Gary putting the father stuff on TV, I think just, like, was the last straw for her.
1: I mean, I feel like there are things about Carol that we don't know, and I feel like Christina probably calls him out because she was like so supportive about Gary finding his father. Yeah, which, like you should be, but like I think it also probably pissed Carol off because it she's like did. again, like I was sl- like, I don't know who you're. Well, and she's is. like,
0: I think she's like, who who the fuck are you? Right, who is this girl that's just gonna come in? And oh, also another speculation is so as we know, like Gary or. Carol was the one that like raised Leah when Amber was away and like got taken away. Like we know Gary wasn't ever Leah's Gary has never been Leah's primary caretaker. Right, and then he got with Christina, and Christina was married when her and Gary got together, and she was cheating her husband with Gary, and then she kind of took over as Leah's primary caregiver. Which is, I think, in the end, great for Leah because it's probably better to have like a full time stepmom than your grandma raising you just because of age, you know. Right. And I wonder if, like, Carol felt really pushed out by this situation where she was, like, the main care- caretaker, and then all of a sudden here's Christina. It's messy because there's a husband and another child involved. Right. And now Leah's with Christina, and she's not with me anymore, and Christina's, like, the main person in Gary's life, and I'm not, and so fuck you guys.
1: Yeah. but I think that's a very sound theory.
0: Which isn't right. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not defending Carol. But I can see how, especially because if you'll remember, like, so Christina's, like, cheating on her husband with Gary. And Gary's still talking to Amber and telling them they're going to be together.
1: Yes. <laughs> like, basically up until the day he gets married and even a little bit after that.
0: Literally, until she gets pregnant. Because then he gets her pregnant and they're like, well, I guess, I guess you won, Christina. <laughs> like, <laughs> so right. I wonder if Carol from the outside is like, this is a fucking mess. Like, what, is, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's very possible. What's the name of the dude that she was with that Gary thought Jody? Jody. Okay, thank you.
0: (laughs) How could you forget a man named Jody?
1: (laughs) I'm not going to now. I'm sure not. Oh my gosh. Um, I also wanted to point out that Amber, like after Gary and Amber talk, he suggests that she goes to talk to JJ. Yes. And at one point, Leah repeats that, and then Amber in a talking head goes. I'm going to go talk to JJ because Gary
0: and Leah told me to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Leah has always been extremely emotionally mature. <laughs> if you haven't rewatched Being Amber in a long time where she gets out of prison, Princess and I recapped it, I think last year. We did it yes. definitely for the podcast. And Aunt Leah's literally like, it's her fifth birthday during this. And she is talking to Amber like she's an adult. <laughs> It's crazy. I mean, I'm not saying
1: Leah was wrong. I just think it's odd to take advice from like a 19 month old.
0: I mean, but you know that you know that Amber is that type that like does that where oh. it's very much like Farah. Like Farah and Amber are similar in this where they'll be like, Boo Boo said I should do this. Right. <laughs> Oh
1: my God. I, I have so many things to say about Sophia. I can't wait. Okay. Ugh,
0: can't wait too. So Amber's basically homesick. She got into a bad fight in one of her group sessions, which uh, full disclosure, I also in a group session got into a really bad fight in rehab and I like walk, I stormed out. It was so fucking mad. We were talking about, I'll never forget this. We were talking about hitting kids for some reason And so many people were justifying their parents hitting them. And they're like, and I turned out fine. And I was like, we're in rehab. (laughs) Uh, I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) I was like, you're not fine. (laughs) And I had just kind of like finished working as a, like, I'd still been volunteering as a victim's advocate at this time. So I'd seen like a lot of like really horrific child abuse stuff, like up close and was like, not that I'm not sensitive to it now, but I was, like, extra sensitive to it at the time. Right. And, like, I don't even know how it came up, but, like, we, like, the room basically, like, split into people being, like, you shouldn't hit your kids and you, hitting your kids is fine as a punishment. And, like, it just, like, went, like, sideways, basically. Which, in retrospect, I'm, like, that was a really inappropriate, like, uh, topic, a conversation that the person facilitating the conversation even let come up because it's like yeah. a bunch of people who are traumatized. It just like was a mess. And I like stormed out of the room and I went up into my room and I just like wouldn't leave my room for the rest of the night. And like one of the nice counselors came in to talk to me and I was like, I just need a night off rehab. <laughs> <laughs> Did I they give like, I was like, yeah, they let me. I was like, I need <laughs> to sit in bed read my book and not go to rehab tonight. I was like, I'm just tired of being here and I just don't want to talk, like do rehab tonight. That is so fucking funny. I and like my it. counselor and I talked, like talked about it. And he was like, he was on my side. Cause he was like, that wasn't like an appropriate conversation. Like, because the person facilitating it, it was like a group, but not a therapy group. Right. And it was just like one, of like somebody who's getting paid like $10 an hour to work there. What we what you would call a tech, um, who just like led groups, but like not serious groups. You know what I mean? And it wasn't appropriate and there should, like, it shouldn't have happened. But when Amber said that I laughed because I was like, Oh yeah, I remember. Like, <laughs> I remember how that shit happened. And, but I'm, I've never been an Amber. So like, I'm sure Amber was in the guy's face, like screaming about hitting him. And I was just like, fuck this and left.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she, like, repeatedly yelled, like, I'm a damn good mom, and, like, y'all don't fucking know me, I'm a real woman. You know, woman. she
0: was slamming, I can picture her perfectly picking up a chair and slamming it back down. <laughs> I'm a real woman. Yeah. I'm a damn good mom. Yeah, so she talks to her counselor, or I guess they call him a caseworker, JJ, so I'm guessing he's somebody that is, like, um, in charge of, like, what placement you have, and- he's like, well, I just, it's so perfectly rehab like therapy talk. He's like, I just think that like, I understand that you want to go and I get that, but I just think that you really shouldn't leave like in haste. And I really think that like, when you do leave, it should really be like a choice that's made not impulsively. And it will like really be your decision. And like, it'll be a good decision basically being like, you're not leaving bitch. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you wrote that down because I could not stop looking
1: at his outfit. He looked like, like, a season one Ryan Seacrest hosting American Idol. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't get past the Purple Well, stripe.
0: they're in LA, so he probably was also a <laughs> <name. laughs>
1: It probably was Brian Dunkelman, and I just didn't <laughs> even recognize him. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm booking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, she was so high. Like, she could not keep her eyes open while, no. she, while he was talking to her. She was slurring her words. She almost passed. I mean, it was crazy and it was like they go back to back uh scenes with her so she's talking to she goes to like the by the way
0: i just want to say when it was like amber's in rehab i was expecting like a couple voiceovers and a quick but we had a full amber episode oh full like like i need to fully emphasize like how much we saw amber A lot. <laughs> I, I was really, I was like, Amber's in rehab. I bet we'll get like one, because you know on intervention, you'll get like the talking head with them in treatment. Right. So I was expecting that and then like her calling Gary and like a bunch of Gary scenes. Right. No, no. This was an Amber episode.
1: No. Yeah. I mean, it was fully, it was like an intervention episode. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. Yeah.
0: So, but not even, because even on intervention, you don't see that much in treatment. That's true. That's true. So they show them like playing like... basketball and, like, on a hike <laughs> and then they yeah. interview them off to the side, but we don't actually see them like in rehab. That's true. That, that's <laughs> very true.
1: This is maybe more like a, like a Tory Spelling situation. This is like celebrity rehab is what it's like. For It felt very VH1. <laughs>
0: Oh my so gosh. wait, did you notice when she was talking to JJ that she had makeup smudged all over her face? Yeah. She looked crazy. Like she had eyeliner up in between her eyebrows. Like, <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> she looked a hot mess. And then when she goes to talk to the therapist, she has a, a nice little flower tucked in her ear. She's way more lucid like she's actually making eye contact and having a
1: full conversation and not like responding 10 seconds later.
0: Yeah well if you okay so probably on purpose because I'm gonna guess she was the highest when she called Gary because she was alone in her room and had Mm -hmm. her cell phone. Then I would guess she was like a little less high when she talked to JJ because he's like I'm saying just, but he's like a caseworker. He's not her therapist. His job doesn't seem to be to like have a therapy session with her. It seems to help like manage her being there. Right. Um, And then, and he's probably as the caseworker, he's probably, which is why Gary was saying like go call Jay or go talk to JJ. He's probably the one that like talks to the family. Right. Uh, Which is often, at least in the the two rehabs I've been to, they call that's like your counselor's job, but it's possible at theirs. It's just like the caseworker and he doesn't necessarily have professional training, but he's the one that like makes sure you're okay and things are going okay and relay stuff to your family and set up like family weekend and like that type of stuff. And then she's probably the least high when she goes to see the actual therapist. Yeah. And th- maybe that answers more of my
1: question of how she was able to get away with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because she probably, I mean, too- she's not stupid, you know, right. she probably knew uh like when she could be at her highest versus when she couldn't. Um Also, like, there's another thing that I know this sounds crazy, but we're watching this like, holy shit, Amber, so high. But when you're in rehab, one, I think like there's a benefit of the doubt that you give people that you wouldn't necessarily give like when you're just watching them on TV. And people are kind of in all sorts of conditions because they're like coming off serious drugs. And some people have been on these serious drugs for a really long time and they're like fucked up, like in the brain, <laughs> like, yeah. like their faculties are fucked up. Like we call it being shot out. Like some people are just like shot out. Um, They're what? also, you're getting on new psych meds, you know, like at the same time that you're detoxing and even yeah. people that aren't high, like can just be fucking weird. That's kind of how I felt about Lexi on cheer. Like something happened. Shot out. Lexi was shot out a
1: hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Something, something wasn't right there. Yeah, she, like, that is exactly, you're exactly right. Like, if somebody asked me how to describe Lexi, I would say shout out. Like <laughs> Because, like, you could watch, like, now let's say we know, let's pretend, like, it came out that Lexi was high on dope that whole season. We, we would say, like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But, like, we don't know that to be true. We're just watching, we're like, she seems weird, but, like, maybe that's just how she is. Right. I was like, well, this either, like,
1: pills, 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 or maybe a traumatic brain injury from
0: getting in all those fights. (laughs) Yeah. Or like all of those cheer (laughs) accidents. Yeah. But that's the thing, like you really, when you're in treatment, like the gamut of people that you meet, like it's, I understand like for us watching at home, it's one thing, but like there are some people that are like truly, like you're talking to them and you're like, they have to be high, but like we're in rehab. So like, I don't think they're actually high. I think that just might be like 50 years of alcohol. abuse. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Like there was this one woman that I'm thinking of specifically who was coming off like a really, really high level of uh, benzos, like Xanax, which is the most dangerous thing that you can uh, withdraw off of. Like alcohol is very dangerous to withdraw off of, but benzos are like so fucking dangerous. Mm -hmm. And she was honestly like hard. You'd like, it was hard to listen to her speak because she was so slurred. It was, she was so bad. She eventually had a seizure like one day, like there are people like that. So Amber's behavior probably in the context of treatment just didn't seem as crazy as it seems to us sitting here. That's true. Yeah. Fair point. All fair point. And, but yeah, the therapist, I was, I really like the therapist because Amber's like, I want to go home. And the therapist is like, okay, so what was your goal when you came here? Right. <laughs> And Amber was like, well, to be like a better person and a different person. And the therapist is like, and do you think you've accomplished that? Because what happened on Monday? (laughs) Heard about that. And Amber, I thought this was so good because the therapist, Amber says like, well, I I have changed because if I didn't make progress, I would have hit that guy. And the therapist goes, so you think it's fine that you verbally assaulted him? (laughs) And then she mentions like, she's like- Um, You know, you had
1: another incident, the one where she hits Gary. She's like, I think we both know which one that is. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, sister. Go off. And she's like, and how would your life be different if you didn't do that? (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. And then Amber was saying how stressed out she was about, like, getting back home. She's like, what are you stressed about? She's like, you know, I have to get my
0: license and other stuff. Yeah. Well, that's typical. Like uh, that's probably one of the hardest parts of being a like inpatient treatment, um, counselor is that there's always a million reasons that people have to leave and it's stuff like that, which is all like, you can't like, what are you going to say to that person? Like, no, you don't actually need your license because like, they're kind of legitimate, but they're not actually legitimate in like the grand scheme of things. And that's definitely like Any excuse. Well, I need to do this. I need to do this. And being in treatment is hard because you just like put your life on hold, and none of this shit like goes away. Right. But when you're Amber, yeah, fuck off.
1: Like none of these excuses matter. (laughs) What
0: do you you have to go home early to get your license? Like you can be driven anywhere you want if you want to do. But that's what like if you listen to anybody on why they need to leave treatment early, it's like always a million things like that. Right. Mm. And then we get a final scene of Amber and hypnotherapy. <laughs> this was, first of all, too personal to film. Yeah. This was, like, not right, actually. Like, I am, like, calling an ethics violation on MTV <laughs> for filming this. It was wrong. Do you believe in hypnotherapy? I don't think so. Okay. I don't, honestly, I've never had it done. I don't know enough about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I was in treatment, I did, like, real trauma therapy. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Like, with a certified, very successful, very expensive, because I wanted to see her after treatment center and could not afford her psychiatrist or therapist that had a PhD. This seemed very LA to me. Yeah. I think some people believe in hypnotherapy. I don't honestly know enough about it to say if I believe or don't believe in it. Um, I bet there are benefits to it, because I think there are benefits to almost anything. (laughs) You know, like... Right. Like, but I don't know if it actually works, and I know my treatment center didn't offer it.
1: (laughs) Well, it's also, like, if people are going to feel, if you're going to put them in a state where they feel very relaxed, they're obviously going to feel more open to, like, saying things to
0: you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just not sure how it actually, like, helps. Yeah. But this was wild. Like, this was not appropriate to film. It,
1: (sighs) yeah, I mean, basically he said, like, who hurt you? She said it was her dad. And then yeah. she thought that she hurt, that he hurt her
0: because of his sister's death. Mm-hmm. Her sister's death. Right. Sorry. Yes. Her yeah, sister. Because yeah. um, we can never forget, even though they don't really talk about it, but it's had obviously a huge impact on their families that Amber had a little sister die of SIDS when she was like yeah. eight months old. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I
1: can't imagine how fucked up that would be to be like the kid that's left over and your parent is now like angry. Yeah with you or rageful towards you you know yeah and
0: she was like four or five so she was like just old enough to like kind of remember it and get it but not old enough to to really get it I mean it's awful and her dad was an alcoholic and her mom was never around and I also believe her mom is a drug addict based on what we saw in marriage boot camp um and yeah she says that like my dad calls me a bitch oh it was like there was just something I didn't like about watching it because it's one thing to watch somebody voluntarily like let their therapy session be filmed but if I understand hypnotherapy correctly it's that you don't really know what you're going to say before right. the session so I don't really understand how someone can consent to that being on television that's true I mean that is
1: a potentially a gray area legally and like I'm sure she was like yeah you can film me okay <laughs> whether that was the drugs or the hypnosis who's to say but yeah that was wild it was super super dark yeah and I mean it's sad tell your dad tell your dad like ask him you know and ask him why he's hurting you and tell him to stop like
0: they gave me chills yeah it's like especially because we didn't see okay if Amber had been awake for that and had been I don't even know if I believe in hypnotizing. I don't fully understand hypnotherapy is what I'm saying. But if this had been a normal therapy session where Amber is fully conscious and awake and like really talking and she and the therapist could go over how like, it's not your fault that your dad said that to you And your sister dying was not your fault. Right. But that we like just saw her like explaining what happened with absolutely no feedback from the therapist and no resolution and like nothing that seemed at least to me to be actually helpful was like this is so gross yeah I agree just like here fight all your demons okay (laughs) bye exactly and I also think that like what's so unethical about this whole thing with MTV following her through treatment is that like I think that it's pretty clear that Amber was sent to this Lux Treatment Center paid for by MTV with like the condition that she would film and she probably felt a lot more pressure to have stuff filmed than if she had just been able to go to treatment by her own you know on her own accord right yeah you're right because like did she want to have like this talk with her therapist or hypnotherapist on camera or did she feel like she had to say yes because MTV paid for her to go to treatment definitely had to have felt pressured and like in the end i think it's kind of a mute point because she was fucking high at treatment so like
1: all of so those ethically it's, unsound. It's <laughs>
0: right. not like she like really was trying to get everything she could out of it, but in a way it's like it put, I mean, it it's kind of the, <laughs> it's why we can't fully get into ethics of teen mom, right? Because like, this is like the really icky, gross stuff part of it, where it's like, this can actually be applied to a lot of their lives. Totally. Where it's like they're only agreeing to let certain stuff be on TV for all of us to judge because MTV is giving them a lot of fucking money and they feel like they can't say no. Right. And that's sticky. Huh. <laughs> Tragic. Which is why we don't think about the ethics of TV very often because then we would have to stop watching all reality TV oh, and where's the fun in that? Couldn't watch a thing. Can you imagine? <laughs> Not imagine if you had to think about the kids on like 90 Day Fiancé. You wouldn't be able to watch anything. Oh. <laughs> could not ever no, oh no god. let me put that in a little box put it on my shelf and close the closet door <laughs> <laughs> oh my god speaking of <laughs> let's go on oh, to Sarah, who had an incredible episode that I think I have some hot takes on Ooh, I'm ready I was on team deb for a lot of this episode
1: <laughs> I okay There was only really one moment where I was not, but I'm
0: okay. I'm I'm not, okay. I, in life, cannot be fully on Team Deb ever. And I recognize that the behavior of Farron Ashley is a direct result of Deb and her parenting. Yes. But I don't have a lot of empathy watching two people egg the fuck out of someone that they know is going to snap back.
1: Agreed. Okay, yes, for sure. For sure. I will give you that.
0: Like, it's just, like, I don't really feel bad for you when you, like, are literally attacking Deb, and then as soon as she snaps back at you, you start flipping out. But I do understand that the only reason they start the attack is because of, like, a lifetime of abuse.
1: I mean, all it's just, like, a horrific cycle of, like...
0: Yeah, and God only knows what Deb's parents were like. Yeah, I mean... Oof, it is. Deb didn't come out of nowhere. Farrah didn't come out of nowhere. Deb's None mom probably didn't come out of, out of nowhere. Like this has been probably going back into like the twelve hundreds in their family. It's just like <laughs> abusive women.
1: As soon as they landed in Plymouth Rock, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh my truly, I, I mean, uh, the it, it was. I was so like. I'm so glad to you that I told you that I missed Farah because this, is, this was a great episode. This was for a
0: great it's all funny episode. So Farah's living in Florida. And by the way, last week's episode, I said that Sophia le- Farah left Sophia in Iowa when she went to Florida. But Sophia's in this episode. So I don't know if I just completely misremembered that or what. I mean, Sophia was probably doing her thing for some of it, you know? <laughs> I swear there was a point in time that Farrah was living in Florida and Sophia was not. But maybe I just like completely misremembered that. Maybe. So they have a dog and I bring this up because in the last episode from season three that we watched last week, Farrah had a little dog named Candy that she just gave to a neighbor.
1: Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I'm glad that you mentioned this because every time I see a pet on Teen Mom, I get a chill because I just know that they're dead or like- Yeah.
0: Or, I mean, best case scenario, just living with an elderly neighbor named Jean. I mean, best case scenario,
1: but <laughs> unlikely. I'm like,
0: does she, why does she have she... eyes on Starburst, the, the miniature pony these days? Oh, I, th- I hope Starburst is still living at Michael's, but I mean, who could tell? <laughs> Star, I should get a drone. I should like go to Michael's neighborhood and like get a drone to fly over his backyard to see if Starburst's pen is there. The poor dog, the horse is probably like eleven pounds and like laying on the ground in the heat. Uh, Sophia is probably still putting nail polish on the on the animals. Oh my god! So Ashley and Farrah are visiting, and Deb plans to visit at the same time Ashley is there. But I guess Deb and Ashley don't talk, which in case anybody doesn't know, Ashley doesn't talk to, like, any of them anymore.
1: Okay, yeah, I was, I knew that they had bad, they were, like, in a bad way now, but I, were Ashley and Farrah always, like, kind of contentious? Was it always off and on
0: between them? Okay. And when, if you'll remember when uh, Fair got her DUI. Do you remember this? She got a DUI for like mm, she was saying she was just like moving her car while drunk, but she was drunk and moving her car, which you're not allowed to do. Right? And she blamed the DUI on Ashley, <laughs> and I think that was when her and Ashley had the final falling out. But Ashley oh, was yes. at Deb's wedding, and there was a picture of them all together. But yes. my understanding is that Ashley essentially does not talk to most of the family because she's like they're really toxic, and I just don't want to be involved. Well, fair, yeah. Because you can kind of see Ashley like I don't know. Ashley has always, at least to me, seemed like less of a like let. She is awful to Deb in this episode, and Deb's awful to her. But you can kind of tell that Ashley like has a sense of normalcy that Farrah doesn't have.
1: Yes, like she was able to get away just a little bit sooner.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and also, like, wasn't forced to, I think the fact that she just didn't get pregnant and, like, wasn't forced to have the baby, like. And be so reliant on her yeah. Yeah, so she, when she turned 18, she could just, like, do a normal, like, move out. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, so Farrah, like, told Deb that she wanted her to stay in a hotel, but Deb declined that offer, she said.
1: So I tried to tell her, but she wasn't listening to me. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, Farrah
0: also said that this is more better for Sophia and I to grow yeah, up in. She did. Oh my God. I'm so glad you said that.
1: Uh, yeah. I, 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 It's more better that for Sarah, for me
0: and Sophia to not live with Deb anymore. Yeah. Oh my God. And um, I like how they talk about how, like, they're like, oh, this is so much better than a place in Iowa. And it's like, okay, but Farah was like living for free in a guest house.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely, like, where in Florida was she?
0: Fort Lauderdale. Oh, okay. Excuse me. I know this because the restaurant they have a fight in, I've been to because my dear (laughs) friend Billy took me there. And as we were eating there, he said, I brought you here because Deb and Fair had a fight here. Oh, my God. Was it the Hibachi place? Yeah. Which we like to get, like, we he lived in Fort Lauderdale. We met through, like, the EBP Facebook group. We became friends. He lived in Fort Lauderdale. I was in West Palm Beach. It was, like, an hour. And we would usually meet in the middle in Boca, but sometimes I would go to him or he would come to me. And he was like, do you want to come to Fort Lauderdale this weekend? And he's like, and we love to go to, like, all-you-can-eat type of places because we were monsters. And he was like, let's go get hibachi. And then as we're sitting here, he was like, I brought you here because Deb and Farrah had a fight here on TV. <laughs> Hush. and i totally forgot about that i was watching the episode i text him i'm like billy i'm watching the episode with the hibachi place that
1: is so funny
0: uh,
1: so many great things happen at hibachi restaurants you know tori spelling fair I about that several times a year like
0: <laughs> it's not funny but it's hilarious it's no it's so funny that tori spelling fell at a benihana like, not, ju- oh. not just not just the hibachi place at Benihana. At Benihana, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then she sued. Just incredible.
0: So incredible. So uh, Deb comes and what was fair? I didn't catch exactly what Fair's justification was for getting the wig. I mean, what is Farrah's
1: justification for anything? I think they were like, "Oh, we're just it's going to be funny and it's going to like bring us together and make yes. us laugh by making our mom look like an idiot."
0: So this is what I immediately was kind of on Deb's side because Ashley and Farah clearly like and like I said, I want, when I say I'm on Deb's side, I want everyone to completely remember and understand that I do get that all of this is behaviors because Deborah and Michael were like, well, and I guess maybe whoever Ashley's bio dad is, because Ashley's a different dad. But like, right. I do understand that they like grew up in a house of horrors and like that this is all a result of like the house of horrors of Deb. I do get that. But at yes. the same time, it's also like, okay, so you're an adult, So Ashley, like, if you're not talking to your mom, like, why don't you tell your sister that your mom cannot come visit while you're there? Right. Like, why? I mean, they, yeah, they, this family continuously puts themselves in these
1: shitty yes. situations and then they like are just completely rageful that they're in the situations that they put themselves in. Cause
0: Ashley's like 23 at this point, I think. So it's not like she's 16. You know what right. I mean? And 23 is still young. And at 23, I was a fucking monster. So like, I'm not saying she should have been like totally grown up. And it's like, I only have so much sympathy for somebody who's like, who's like, you're egging on the monster. Exactly. You're so right. They, it was they, very mean girls. Yeah, they, yeah, they pick her or Deborah up and they're like, we got you a blue wig and you have to wear it. <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, it was very like,
1: "Be watch Real Housewives of Dallas where like, they, they came out with like Leanne's infinity dress mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, we don't know how to fit it. How do you fit it? I can't do it. And it it's like, you're needling and needling and needling. It. It's like, we don't like Leanne, but like, you're sitting there picking on her. Yeah.
0: Seriously. It's really rude. Yeah. I just don't, yeah. Like, I... I just, it's hard for me to find sympathy with somebody who purposely creates drama and then is like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. Right. It's like, yes, you can, because you made this happen. <laughs> it, it is fascinating
1: to me that Farah seems to have no introspection for that, even today.
0: N- not a single, like, lick of it. Farah has no clue how anything ever happens. She's like, oh, wow. Like, Everything is happening to
1: her and not directly because of her.
0: A hundred percent. So Sophia or Farah and Ashley go out to run errands and Deb is watching Sophia and falls asleep <laughs> and Sophia gets into red nail polish and paints all over the dog. Uh, but yeah, like, so we see Farrah and
1: Ashley roll up in the mini Cooper to the parking garage. They're like, oh, we had to run errands. And then we Which see- is how
0: you know Farrah was, like, making money. Well, first of all, she had her new boobs, if you noticed. Right. And she's driving a Mini Cooper. For- she's she's in a big, nice two-bedroom apartment that's, like, on a high floor. Yeah. She's doing well. And yeah,
1: we see <laughs> Deb, like, looking like the creep, like, holding Sophia a little too tight. Be like... Oh, baby, Goo, why did you get into the... the <laughs> baby, why did you paint on the doggy, baby? <laughs> the oh, dog that's dog our dog good, dog. baby.
0: Goo, <laughs> <laughs> Goo, I had to throw away your clothes. You're so messy. I, so, <laughs> she's such a creep. So, she, creep is like the number one best way to describe Deb because she's a fucking creep. She's such a creep, dude. And like, what's even creepier is that poor little... What's that dog's name? Uh, I don't. I miss the dog's name. I think I, whatever the French bulldog's name is, that that fair probably paid like three thousand dollars. Oh, at it. least that was like a pure white French bulldog. Yeah, oh,
1: forget about it. Um, Sophia put concentrated most of the nail polish on the penis <laughs> of the dog.
0: No, <laughs> did you notice that? No, a I lot of it was on its belly.
1: It. A lot of it was on the penis, Liz. Oh no. <laughs> Like, like not even like uh, it was real penis centric and i
0: wish no. i hadn't noticed it but i did i
1: feel like <laughs> report it.
0: Sarah walks in and is like what is on my dog mom
1: <laughs> why didn't she try to do anything about it poor like,
0: ashley has to give the fucking dog a bath <laughs>
1: Ashley's, like, blow-drying the dog for some reason. I don't know if she thinks that that's how nail polish Well, was. I think she gave it, like, a bath and washed
0: it off and then was blow-drying it. But it still had a lot of nail polish oh. on it. I don't know. <laughs> like, it Farrah is, point. like, so pissed. And Deb's like, well, she got into your nail polish. And Farrah's like, how? <laughs> yeah, she blames, she blames
1: Farrah for leaving her nail polish out. <laughs> like, you fell asleep with, like, an 18-month-old well, Just loose in the apartment. Okay. Like,
0: Once again, I want to point this out. Um, how much younger Sophia seems compared to Bentley and Leah. Yes. And it was the same in last week's episode. Bentley is like a full kid at this point. Leah is a full kid. Sophia is a baby. Sophia is like still fully reliant on the pacifier. Mm-hmm. Which I know
1: is like a controversial thing. But like, we gotta let the passies go at some point well them- she
0: she had she probably still has the pacifier she had that pacifier until she was like six way too long do you remember when fair wrote that book about the pacifier
1: fairy oh my god it was like my passy <laughs>
0: but, but Sophia but still <laughs> had the passy the
1: the period of time where Farrah was a children's book author and singer songwriter
0: was like Incri- I mean she also wrote those Christian love novels. Oh my god. But yeah, fair or Sophia is like not just a pacifier. She just like compared to Bentley and Leah, just seems like such a baby. Yeah, I mean, well, when somebody calls you goo-goo every goddamn yeah. five seconds, like how what she only speaks know- to you in a baby voice. She's probably never around other kids ever. And like a stupid baby, too. Not yeah. even a smart baby. <laughs> yeah. Ferris like mom, and Deb goes. Well, I felt in that crazy voice. Honestly, the reason that I can't fully blame Fair or Ashley for anything they do is because if I had to listen to Debber talk, I would literally smother her with a pillow I while she slept.
1: <laughs> lose my fucking mind.
0: Well, Just, I didn't well. sleep for twenty four hours, so
1: I fell asleep. <laughs> and it's like, why is that, Deb? Why did you not
0: fall asleep? <laughs> And Farrah's like, so why would you agree to watch her if you couldn't watch her? (laughs) And it's, like, probably because Farrah woke up and was like, Mom, we're going out and running errands, and you're going to watch Sophia. Right. Put the wig on, Deb,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and watch my baby.
0: (laughs) So they go out for hibachi for lunch, and Deb goes, so Ashley has your trip down here. Like, you would never guess that Ashley, that Deborah is Ashley's mom. No, not at all. No warmth between them at all. Not even, but like, not even, at least coming from Deborah, like at least Deborah like does that thing with Farrah where she's like, you know, we just love you and baby so much. She doesn't do that at all with Ashley, I've noticed. At all. You're right. And like, she doesn't even, Farrah or Sophia, uh, too many names, too many women in this (laughs) scene. Deb doesn't even do like a feeling of contempt towards Ashley or familiarity it's like she's talking to a fucking stranger yeah nothing
1: yeah there's no nothing between them whatsoever
0: and she's like so ashley how's your trip been <laughs>
1: <laughs> and ashley's like don't ask me that. <laughs> yeah. time, Deb's asking
0: said. her, to be fair to Deb, just like completely normal questions. Like, do you like to be down here? Have you had a good time? And Ashley's like, for the 10th time, I like being down here. Don't sit and talk to me here if you won't talk to me at home. And I want to be like, okay, hold on, freeze. Let's unpack what you mean by that. Right. Because what mm-hmm. does this mean that Deb doesn't talk to you at home? Because I want the details on that.
1: <laughs>
0: right. Like, why is she not getting a house for rent-free? Yeah, and that's like, does she mean, like, Ashley won't talk to Deb, Like, or does she mean, like, Deb will not have a relationship with Ashley? Like, that's interesting information I want to know that they blew right past. I would imagine that Deb probably just doesn't really give a fuck. I mean, (laughs) Deb is clearly, like, a fame whore. Yeah, Deb's like, I'm sorry, did you get me on MTV? No. (laughs) Then I don't think we have anything to talk about, Ashley.
1: (laughs) <laughs> did I force you to have a child even though you wanted to have an abortion and now you're on television, ma'am? No? Okay.
0: And so Deb says, Fair and Ashley, oh, wait, Fair says, Mom, you being here is not a happy or fun time for me. It's aggravating and annoying. <laughs> why did you invite her, Fair? Well, that's the thing. So why do you let her come? And that's where my, like, sympathy level, like, is pretty low because it's like, Okay, but you still let her come and stay in your house.
1: Deb goes off on her and I fucking loved it cuz then she goes she's like you guys attacked me, you made me wear this wig and look and ugly. And this is like
0: when I was on Deb's side because she's right. She's she's totally
1: right and Farah says this is so much cuz you're aggravating and and Deb goes, "Will you tell
0: everybody you're actually?" She's like, "Well, maybe they are." She's like, "Well, that's why everybody's gone." Well, before that's why nobody's left standing. Before that, she goes, She's like, you buy ugly things and you made me wear them. And Ashley's like, why would you say that about something we're going to reuse? Use. Like very mean girl, like <laughs> gaslighting her. Like, no, that wasn't ugly. We wanted to wear it. And Deb, right. goes, Deb goes, or Fair goes, um, mom, are you insecure? <laughs> Deb's like, <laughs> no. And then she goes, then stop acting like you're insecure. She is so psycho. Like blaming Deb for like not wanting to wear the blue wig. Are you insecure? Oh, my God. Yeah, and then Deb pulls a real Ramona on the Brooklyn Bridge and is like, this is why you're alone and why no one will ever love you. You're going to get married. You probably ruin that, too. <laughs> I mean, Deb is like a, a Ramona, just a different type of Ramona. She's like a, a Christian...
1: Yeah. want to Farah
0: starts crying as soon as Deb says, well, then who's around you? <laughs> <laughs> the gag is she was so right. And then even
1: she, even Deb apologized, but she didn't have to.
0: Yeah. And Farah starts crying and leaves the table. And now she's like, do you see what you do? You come into somebody's home and you'd be ungrateful after we do something nice for you, which is like, this is where I'm like, what nice thing did you do for Deb? Like. <laughs> Oh, my God. She says that, like, she and Vera have screwed up lives because of Deb, which is, like, true. Yeah. And Ashley, because Deb, like, just won't respond to her. And Ashley's like, okay, great. You ignore me. You always ignore me. You need to learn how to be a parent. And Deb goes, the reason I ignore you is because it's against my religion to engage in this. (laughs) That's a (laughs) psychotic thing to say. And Ashley, her response is, engage in what? You have no religion because you're a satanic fucking psycho bitch. Unbelievable.
1: (laughs) There's truly nothing more exciting to me than when a white girl calls her mom a bitch. Like, it's so funny to me. Like, you guys just be saying stuff, and I love it. I
0: just like can't like for Deb to be like I'm not engaging because it's, against, <laughs> it's my against my religion. I love when they get religious when like Deb is like, "Well, we're religious, and this is not Christian." Like, <laughs> and for Ashley to just like without missing a beat to say you beat to say you have no religion because you're a satanic fucking <laughs> psycho bitch. <it's>, like, <laughs> she said that so quick too. So like, quick, ready. <laughs> I just love anytime anybody does something that I don't want to engage and they like question me about it. I'm gonna be like, well, this is against my religion.
1: <laughs> At the slightest inconvenience. And in the
0: craziest part about all of this is how fucking calm Deb is. Uh, she is
1: completely disassociated. Like she's left there has
0: left and is crying. Ashley's like literally ready to like pick up a knife and stab Deborah in the eye. She's so <laughs> fucking mad. And Deborah's just like well, Ashley, this is against my religion to engage. That's why I will not be re- engaging, right, Baby Q? And the- Ashley's like, don't bring her into this. <laughs> <laughs> and then she runs off to the bathroom with Farah. Deb, oh Deb and Sophia just sit there. Sophia's like banging on the trash can, sherman on the streetlight, like li- <laughs> literally doing
1: stomp. And um, Deb is just like, my baby. <laughs> my
0: goo goo my baby like not even looking at her (laughs) as Farrah and Ashley are in the bathroom like I hate her Deb's just like where did everyone go (laughs) in her mind
1: it's like she and Jesus are sitting on a cloud and they're just like she and goo
0: goo are just having a great time when they came back I can I'm surprised Deborah didn't hit them with like the two footprints thing like (laughs) She says a footprint story. Oh my God. Well, you know, Jesus is carrying me through this. Oh my God. You have no religion, you satanic psycho (laughs) bitch. Oh my God. That's an incredible thing to just say to someone. (laughs) She just said that. You just said it. God bless her. This is what I mean by this episode it was so good. I picked such a good episode. I was so glad. Like, Ashley really was an, I love, I miss Ashley. I miss an Ashley dynamic, although I guess Farrah's not on the show anymore. But I do miss like a a fourth dynamic in the craziness that is Michael, uh, Deb, and Farrah
1: yes it, it's definitely nice it's definitely nice to see like yeah the more people that are added to this situation the better the more yeah, entertaining it is, for sure and i think but, it would take away but it really just adds a whole other
0: flavor to the situation like i said i mean ashley's totally right that all of this happens because deborah is a terrible parent who doesn't know how to parent her child her children and has just raised them to be awful but at the same time, it's like, you two are grownups now, and like, stop egging on your mother. Yeah. You know it, how it, she is.
1: Yeah. And that's and never going to stop.
0: And like, and if you hate Deb so much, Ashley, just like, leave and go home early. Right. You're not, but paying. Like, you're not footing the bill. Just go home. Go home, but Rod. But clearly, this is like, you know, the fourth wall isn't broken yet, and so they can't be like, MTV really wanted the three of us to film.
1: Right. That's true. Oh my God. It was so good.
0: What a, so what a good. Oh, thank you so much, Kara, for talking with me about this. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, no, I'm just, you know, me and
1: baby you are about to have a good night watching the Oscars. So,
0: I'm sorry, well, but I can't engage in the Oscars because it's against my religion.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, I was thinking I really wanted to name this episode juice head because I just think that's so funny, but now I'm like, can I name an episode you have no religion, you satanic psycho (laughs) bitch.
1: I don't know how that's going to pop up in the search engine, but I I encourage you to do
0: it. (laughs) I need to start working satanic into my uh, vocab more. You really do. It's a really really good one to keep in your pocket. Oh gosh. It really, I mean, it cuts deep. It It does. Okay, Kara, where can my lovely listeners find you besides your incredible pod, which I highly suggest everybody listen to?
1: Oh, thank you. You can find Everyone's Business But Mine everywhere you podcast. You can um, find me on Instagram at Everyone's Business But Mine. You can follow me personally at Kara B. Tweets. some Kara with a K. Um, yeah, that's about it. Thank you so much for having me, Liz.
0: I love to find, um, like, weird TikToks that feature the Kardashians and send them to Kara, which she does on her Instagram. Like, I find some ones that nobody else has. Have you noticed? I, I know, because I, I went and checked, like, the other pod,
1: the Kardashian podcast, and I was like, oh, hell yeah, I got this exclusive shit. I was excited.
0: It's because I, like, and that one I sent. So I, we she just posted one yesterday or the day before that I found of North at like her birthday party or at school. That was taken by like a one of her classmates' parents. Like that's yes. how you get that good shit. And right. it had like four thousand likes on TikTok, which is like nothing. And I was like, oh, I'm yes. in this early.
1: Oh, it's it was so
0: good. I mean, the North North is just like she is truly her father's daughter. Like, yeah, can I? Like, can I tell you what I did today? I was, uh, I may or may not have bought two fringe jackets because I was really inspired by North's fringe jacket. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would really love to one. see it. I, I will see how I mean from like Shein. So they were like, you know, like $18 and they right. they will be trash and I will have to return them. But <laughs> I've decided I really want a fringe jacket because North was rocking this fringe jacket like you wouldn't fucking believe she
1: she rocks the look i mean and you have to respect a bad bitch when you see one even if they're only like
0: seven <laughs> so yeah definitely follow kara's everybody business but mine instagram because she posts a lot of good kardashian and just slept gossip content and you can get some tiktoks of the kardashians that i find like deep in the anals of tiktok
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you see any tiktoks you know that i got them from <laughs>
0: Kara, thank you so much for coming on. We will go enjoy the Oscars. Thank you. Bye. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah Giovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards www.patreon.com slash ebpsychode.